and welcome to the Trust of the Wizards podcast, Fish Boy Special. Fish Boy are a band from Denton, Texas, and in a moment I will be speaking to Eric Michener, the leader of Fish Boy. They have a new album out. It's called Art Guards, and it is absolutely brilliant and a piece of art. And I say that because not only is it an album, comfortably the album of the year if you ask me, but also a comic. Here is the opening track, X Picture. In 1988, I was a baseball great, about to break the old-time pitching record of the day. Most no-hitters played, I would cement my fate as a no-no Hall of Famer. Sad to say, I let it slip away because I hate the way. You disrespect the game and everyone who plays if you participate. It was the 8th of June, and on that afternoon, I pitched a perfect tune until the bottom ninth. After the second out, the wave came crashing down from the pitcher's mound. I pitched a ball into the batter's arm with rage. I couldn't concentrate because I hate the way. And on this awful day, it starts to rain. So I've been joined now by Eric, all the way from Denton in Texas. Good evening, Eric. Good evening. Nice to see you. Nice to speak to nice. you. Should I call yeah, you nice Eric you or too. or Fishboy yeah. or? Eric is good. Eric, Eric is good. good. Um, <laughs> the, but the the band Fishboy, you are Fishboy, or or is the the band? It started out. It's uh, Fishboy started out as a uh, solo project, and uh-huh. I am the one. Um, uh, constant member yes. in the band, but um, if anyone asks, I usually say that it's a band and uh-huh. not a uh, person. Although I don't, I don't, I don't mind when people say, "Call me Fishboy." Yeah. Okay. So I've got the uh, the sleeve here. So it tells me on the on the new album that you've got uh, yourself on guitar. Right. Uh, the comic book art is is yourself. Yep, that's um, correct. Graham Robinson. On yeah, drums. and then we got Graham on drums. Uh, and then we have Brooks on bass. Uh, on the record, it is Dave Cohen. Uh, Dave Cohen recorded bass. 
uh, on the record, and then in between the album coming out, uh, Dave moved to Cleveland, and now we have Brooks okay. Martin on bass. And uh, then we have Samuel Escalante on guitar okay. and keyboard. And and some horns. Very nice oh, horns. Oh, horns. Yeah, of very course. nice horns adding in some, yeah. uh, on one of the tracks. Yeah. Um, okay, and are those guys of people you've been working with for a while? Uh, Graham has been on the last two albums. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Dave... And Brooks still has not been on an album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave, Dave, that's his only album. Uh, and Sam uh, joined right after we recorded our previous album, An Elephant. Yeah. Uh, usually the, the par for course with Fishboy is that we will record an album and then a member will drop out after the album. Right. So there's, there's, a diff- there's a different lineup for almost every album. Okay, so you, you, your turnover is roughly one person per album. R- right. Okay. Right, yeah, it's a different, different, uh, different lineup. So th- this new album that we're talking about, uh, you've heard the, uh, the track at the start of the podcast, which is the opening track, X Picture. The album's called right. Art Guards, um, and it's, uh, it, according to the sleeve, it was recorded pretty much in a week, so it's pretty quick. Well, yes, we recorded in the studio for five days, uh-huh. uh, and we didn't get it all quite finished. Yeah. Um, and actually, we recorded in two studios. Uh, our first studio that we have recorded all of our albums in since 2007 is called the Echo Lab, and it's in Argyle, Texas. And uh, the uh, the day before our recording dates, it uh, caught on fire. Ah. Outside, oh, someone someone left a, a cigarette um, against a wall outside, and the wall, a tiny section of the wall, caught on fire. So when anything catches on fire, the uh, the uh, firemen have to come in and chop up the wall and make sure nothing is on the inside, and they soaked it with water. So basically, um, we had to go to another studio for a few days, yep. and that studio was Elmwood. Mm-hmm. in Dallas, which is, um, it's, uh, John Congleton's studio and he recorded like the, uh, St. Vincent album. Oh, right. Yeah. And, um, uh, he records under his own stuff, John Congleton, and he has a band paper chase and, uh, a band I really like called AJJ recorded there, uh, their last two albums there. Okay. Um, but a ton of, Ton of great stuff out of there, and our uh, producer, or actually our engineer, I should say, uh, Matthew Barnhart, just moved us all over there, and we recorded basic tracks for two or three days, and then we jumped back over to the burned out, or the not burned out, but the wrecked Echo Lab, and finished recording, and then, yep, um, for the next like six months, I passed tracks back and forth to Matt and did some home home recording and just finishing things up and tweaking little add-ons Great. and figuring it out. So the al- and then the album that you've ended up with is nine songs each narrated by a different character. Right. Um for example the one we've already heard the, the which is by an ex baseball pitcher. Right. And to quote a lyric from the song narrated by the writer uh 
she says, uh, someday I'd like to write an epic story describing life with intersecting storylines, non-linearly written and then combined, which right. is exactly what you've done. <laughs> right. Okay. So as right. you've been working on this, you must have had people saying to you, uh, what are you working on these days, Eric? And how, how have you explained this concept? Well, um, so what I usually say is uh, similar to what you said. I say it's nine songs. Each song is about a different character. And the entire album is 30 minutes. And um, each each song is a self-contained story. But if you pay attention, you'll see that uh, each um, within each song, there is a connection to another character. So um, when you pull back and in, in, in analyze everything or look at all the lyrics, you'll see that each character is connected to two other characters. Yep. And the final song is a character observing all of the rest of the characters in one giant scene. Yes. Which is okay. kind of a food fight concert type of situation. We'll, we'll come back and talk about the finale in more detail <laughs> later on. Yeah. And I noticed that uh, nearly all of the characters are in one way or another in the process of creating art of some right. kind. Uh, but quite That's a lot another of... thing I, I forgot to mention. Yes, they're yeah. all artists. And yeah. they all and they all are um, have have different sorts of hang ups about art and, mm. and um, yeah. The one thing that combines them thematically is they're all they're all artists. Quite, quite a lot of them have uh, a particular type of art that they intend to create and then they kind of get sidetracked or diverted into other things because they have to make right. compromises. And uh, For example, the, the, the guy who has the blog uh, reviewing right. all the fast food who really wants to be like an acclaimed artist but writes this disposable prose right. about disposable food. Uh, right. Is that something you did deliberately to set, to put that in? Uh, that song specifically, or the, um, the the thing about the kind of frustrated artist who has to make compromises in his life. Yeah, I when I was writing these songs, I kind of set 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 back and and um, made a list of things I wanted to uh, overall general topics I'd like to address. You know, personal yeah. things that I believe, and then I figured out what what kind of artist I could do that with and then um I kind of figured out a loose three act structure to each song. Yeah. And um and then took it from there. Um okay. and and uh you know that song is about fast foodie is, is the song you're talking about. That song's about um you know working really hard at something and um and not getting anywhere. Um, as I was doing writing that song. Is that some frustration you feel yourself then? Uh, I mean, a little bit when you, it's ultimately like, you know, wanting, it's about wanting so hard to have a job uh, with your art. And when you get that job that you're finally making money and usually that job is not something you want to do, you know, it's, uh, it's um, yeah. uh, something you do for money, right? Yeah, and um, say you're doing graphic art, you're usually just end up, you know, making you know corporate graphic art or or, yeah. or something for someone else. And so, you know, and I a lot of people have told me they identify with this song, and it's uh, 
you know, it's kind of that feeling of, oh, I spend all day making this thing with my skill set and none of it's great and it takes me all day and super frustrating. Yeah, because you strike me as a, as a man looking at some of your other work and this, you strike me as a man who's not short of ideas. Um, so Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> it takes me quite a while to figure it out. Um, right. But, uh, but uh, is it a challenge? Because I, I've, I spoke to you. I'm speaking to you now. You've come home from uh, from your working day, uh, so you obviously have have a day sure. job. So is it a challenge to kind of fit in all your creative it ideas? Is. And I recently had a had a uh, child. Um, yeah. And the reason I uh, uh, tried so hard with this record is that I knew that I was going to have a, a child. Uh, and, and, you know, it's super, super scary, especially when before, before she came, um, yeah. uh, to, to know if you'll have time to, to make stuff. So, I mean, I'm still figuring out, just trying to fit things in. Yeah. And well, uh, I've got, I've got two children and they're, uh, they're a bit older. So I can tell you as, as they get older, you'll get more time. Oh, well, I hope so. It gets easier. I hope so. Uh, I've also been been recording in the car. It takes me, as you know, it took took me an hour to get home. Yeah, so I've been recording on my phone, and I have an album of phone songs. I as see. Well I've that seen are, that. It's called Commutes, right? Right, yeah. right. And it's a bit. They're a bit silly, and they're a bit, uh, you know, non sequitur, off the top of my head type of songs. But um, you know, something, some way to stay active. And uh, so, you are you actually stuck in a traffic jam when you're recording these, or are you actually moving? Uh, I'm usually moving very slowly when I'm doing <laughs> complicated, more complicated parts. Um, I, I use apps that I only have to use with one hand and I usually don't have to look down. I have a, uh, there's an app called sound prism that I use, which is basically a, uh, omni chord, but I can just play it with my thumb and switch chords. And yeah. that's what I use for most of the album. And, uh, um, in Texas, yeah. is it, is it legal to record an album as you're driving? I don't think, I mean, it varies from town to town. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, while I'm on the freeway, I mean, it's an interstate freeway. I'm sure I could be, I'm sure I could be ticketed. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe we should hear something from that, uh, from that album. Would you like, can you recommend us a track to play next? Sure. Um, yeah, let's play this song, uh, Peanut Butter. May 19th. 2016, we're driving home back to Denton TX. Okay. Words from your mouth are like smooth peanut butter. Get away and I never wanna 
so so that was a super oh, light right. song um, that I just came up with off the top of my head. Um, whereas Art Guards, it was a constant overthinking, if anything, and refining and figuring it out and planning and. And so uh, it's nice to just flip the opposite way and yeah. do something really quick and lo-fi. So with 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 the uh, art guards and it all kind of fits together like a jigsaw puzzle. Uh, right. Like you say, all the characters are quite well connected to all the others, and they come together in this final scene. Um, right. So what came first was it the idea of the final scene or the individual characters? Um. Okay, so that's interesting. I think a lot of the song, the first three songs were the first songs I wrote. I don't know if I wrote them in that order. Um, and then as the songs go, as I started writing, I started fitting things together more. And I, I knew as a, when I started writing that I wanted a big ending with everyone. But yeah. I didn't have the idea yeah. uh, of, of what exactly it was going to be. Okay. And... Um, I had general ideas of the art, um, of the art occupations of each one, you know, and uh, general ideas of kind of what I wanted to say. I knew that like I wanted to write a song about procrastination with with researching writer and and being able to infinitely research on the internet. Um, and then I figured out, okay, that'll be a writer, and I'll be like, okay, well, I can kind of, you know, turn itself on its head and have her write something similar to what I'm writing. Um, um, yeah. And then, yeah, I just, just went on and kind of fit it together as it, as it went. Um, okay. But this whole format, I have an album from 2011 called Classic Creeps, which is also character songs. Yeah. And with that one, uh, the album is ordered uh, just uh, tracks one through 10. A is connected to B is connected to C is connected to C D and um is that the one where everybody's name begins with a yes and it's got yes. the owl at the end right yeah. classic creeps yeah and um and that one i'm not i was not super satisfied with the ending of that uh so this one i wanted to make it a point to make a huge ending a big payoff uh yeah well it certainly achieves yeah. that we're not going to yeah. play the we're not going to play the last track, Final Frontman, on the <laughs> on the podcast because I want people to hear the sure. whole album and then and then hear that. So, um, right. But it's the one that it's the one that you need the context of all the other songs. Indeed, yeah. Everything else I think works on its own if you just hear it. Okay, song by song. So it's it's narrated by I'm not going to give away too many spoilers here, but it's right. narrated by the frontman of a band who's doing a gig in a pizza restaurant where a food fight kicks off. Um, right. And, and he is soup and he, he's, he's kind of, um, uh, down on himself because no one's paying attention to the show. They're all paying attention to the food fight that's going on. And, um, you know, when I, when I knew I wanted to make a big scene, I also didn't want to break the pattern of every song being about a character. So I figured I had set up this, this band in an earlier song and I was like, well, this can be about, uh, uh, you know, the front man of the band watching this. And um, that is probably the most, well, I don't, I mean, they're all, they're all, they're all close to my personal experiences, but that one, there is a specific pizza place in uh, Denton that I always play. Right. Uh, that um, it actually, before the album came out, they lost their basement where the shows happened. 
and uh, it's called J and J's, and it's I played probably fifty amazing shows there over my time playing shows. Yeah, and um, so I imagined that it was this scene was happening at that place. And the great thing about J and J's, and the great thing about Denton, is that it's a very small town, and there are um, just very low stakes. Yeah. So, uh, so you you can if you really want to, you can um, rise to the top of the Denton music scene in in just a month or <laughs> two months. And so you can you can kind of get all the social anxiety out of the way, and you can focus on your on making your art and making your thing. And um, but the downside to that is that sometimes you'll be playing a pizza place and no one will be paying attention to you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it'll be a re- really, really uh, heartbreaking, but, e- e- you know, ego, ego bruising experience at the same time, because you remind yourself, oh, it's not about it's not about people uh, cheering you on. It's about your personal journey and making your thing better uh, for for yourself, you know. Uh-huh. So, so that's kind of what that song is about. We have we have in, in in Liverpool. There's a there's a music venue, uh, which is also a pizza place. But they have um, the room out the front where everyone eats the pizza, and then there's the room out the back where the gigs happen. Uh, right. That some, that was similar to this. Right. Sometimes the difficulty. Uh-huh. We've we've promoted a few gigs there. Sometimes the difficulty is persuading people to leave the pizza to come into the back room <laughs> right. to watch the gig. Right. Have you have right. you have you played there when there's been a food fight then, or was that just uh, in your imagination? No, that was in my imagination. But okay. I have, I, I as an experiment, I would play. I have played shows just right up next to the front door, and just uh, kind of, kind of um, berated people as they come in <laughs> and said, "Welcome to the show," you know. Uh, and uh, you know, it's a bit annoying, but it it's uh, yeah, no food fights. But I, I, uh, you know, in my mind, uh, someday this will be an epic uh, feature length film. And we'll we'll be able to film it there, yeah. In uh, JNJ's, yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have uh, you you talked about playing a um, a pizza place there, which seems like a pretty uh, uh, you know it must have been a a, a a dream when you first became a musician. One day I'm going to play at a pizza <laughs> place. But uh, do you have right. any unfulfilled musical ambitions in terms of where you'd like to play? I I for years I used to want to play a gig um, over water. Like on a pier oh, yeah. or something like that, but I know I've played on a on boats on the on the River Thames and things like that. And uh, now my main unfulfilled musical ambition is to play a gig on the back of some kind of moving vehicle, like a truck or a carnival float or something like that. Have you done that? Oh yeah, I I I've done something similar to that in high school on a like a like a high school parade float. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Anything else you uh, you particularly want to do? An unusual place you'd like to play? I mean, I would love to play any sort of historical, you know, like the uh, I'd I'd love to play the uh, roof rooftop that the Beatles played, which is now a kid's Abercrombie and Fitch. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, any sort of any sort of historical thing. I got to play the uh, the um, the. Uh, Oh, what it was! I got to play Buddy Holly's last venue in um, Clear Lake, Iowa. I'm forgetting the name, the Surfland Ballroom. I got to play that. That was amazing. Um, yeah, it would yep. be nice to play in the air. That would be cool. Airplane yeah. or an airship of some kind. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, um, I'm gonna we're gonna play another track from Art Guards. Um, uh, we'll play a performance artist, f- former performance okay. artist. Uh, right now, in this song, um, this is a, uh, an older person narrating this song, and right. in their youth, they were a performance artist who. Um, one of the things they did was they invented uh, the wave, right? Do you, do you call it the right. Mexican wave there? You ever call it? We just call it the wave. Ah, in, in, in the UK, it's known as the Mexican wave. You're talking about a thing at I, the match I, where I people stand up. I learned that the hard up. way, yes. Yeah, okay. Because it, it, no one had ever really seen that in the UK until the uh, football world, the soccer World Cup of 1986 in Mexico. Okay. Uh, so it's so that's not that far off from the from the year timing of uh, of art guards, right? Right. Okay. And in here, uh, the the performance artist is um, not. He's looking back on the when he when he. There's no record. There's no proof of some right. of these things that they did. Um, right. And so, in in his words, they they did it because they knew that we could. Which right. is again feels li- like like the uh, some of the other lines I've quoted. It feels a bit like an idea you might have had for making this album. Yeah, it, it you know I kind of uh, had this idea of pe- people documenting everything nowadays, and um, kind of an older person looking back on, wow, I did so much cool stuff, and I didn't have a camera with me at all times, and I didn't get to document it. And and then he he comes around during the progression of the song that this this he remembers why he did it when he was a kid and it wasn't wasn't for any sort of recognition it was is because he knew that he he could do it and he didn't necessarily know why he wanted to do it but he knew that uh, you know it made him feel good to make something nice and um, yeah and I also I also like the idea of of um, just a performance artist looking, a performance artist in general, because it's it's such uh, of the moment, you know. And um, I assume that so much of performance art, like documenting performance art, goes against everything performance art is about. So uh, yeah, it's, I was just one, you know, curious about what someone who's older and did a lot of that uh, thinks about 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 everything he did, you know. Our grand finale 
of a baseball game Our most ambitious piece It took days of preparation That October Eve We created the way A lost footnote in history A staple of the MLB Created by my friends and me We were only 23 But the wave had long outlasted us don't talk all that much We all grew up And all lost touch And never speak A mention of the credit But forget it We're good We did it Cause we knew that we could Business owner, my kids don't believe me Cause I've got no proof The oldest, 17, wants to be a light technician Takes more pictures weekly than I have of my youth And I often think about the days of interrupting baseball games And wonder if I'd be the same if I documented Everything like kids who come into the store Taking photos when they're bored I pick myself up off the floor Acknowledge I created for the feeling of was former performance artist from the album Art Guards. Uh, in the last song, Eric, there's a there's a moral of the story, yeah. which uh, the uh, the the frontman of the band gets to say. Would you like to tell our listeners? I'm I'm thinking it must be very important because it's it's also in big letters in the comic book. Each panel right. of the comic book has this part spelled spelled over right. three pages. So, would you like to share it with our listeners? Right. So I say I say. Uh, the moral of the story, if I guess there's one, if you are an artist, do not give up. Or maybe I say don't give up. Yeah. Don't. Well, it doesn't matter. I say uh, days it might be easy, other days it's hard. They can take you down, but they can't take your art. And uh, that's just ending it on a, on a note of positivity and encouragement that you've heard all of these stories about people who are, you know, struggling through figuring it out, why they do art, figuring their art out, what even art is. The song Art Guard, the, the, the person even, doesn't even understand art. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I just wanted to, to encourage people not to give up. Great. Great. Thank you. Um, so I thought there's a few films that have this kind of thing where you've got all these different characters who then come yep. 
together. Pulp Fiction's got a little bit of that, and yeah. um, uh, the, um, I'm sure there's a Woody Allen film, but I couldn't remember which one it was. But I'm, sh- I'm I couldn't remember which one it was. Uh, that film Crash, and uh, I was uh, really inspired by uh, the David Byrne film. Um, true stories. Uh, true stories. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which was filmed in Dallas. In and uh, uh, some some there's some Denton elements in that movie as well. The church yeah. choir is from Denton, and there's a Denton band that helped compose some of the interstitial music. Right. Uh, called Brave Combo. They're a polka band, and um, the producer of our album actually has recorded some uh, Brave Combo songs. Right. He actually he actually has a, a Grammy for uh, best polka album. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that uh, was a category. Yeah, well, it's not anymore, but it was. Wow. And uh, Brave Combo won several. So they're connected to that film, uh, yep. True Stories. And I, I briefly said it, but uh, in my mind, someday this will be be a uh, a movie. Yeah. And so everything is is. Um, written to be very practical except for this food fight do you have which any, is the grand uh, finale <laughs> do you have any casting ideas in mind oh i don't know um yeah uh, i don't know john malkovich no <laughs> john malkovich is the former performance artist maybe yeah that would be great he, he might be a bit too old um, oh i mean it would be great to to uh get david byrne back into acting as yeah. a nod to true stories yeah yep yeah. yeah. um there's um there's another film i, I was going to say uh, which this reminded me of a little bit. Uh, it's called Fish Story. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's a Japanese film. No, and it's I about how the world is saved by a meteor by a long forgotten punk song, Japanese punk song. Uh, yeah, I rec- recommend it. It's, yeah, it's called Fish Story. So, uh, Oh, wow. That sounds great. Are, are you aware of any albums, music albums that do this, that tell a story um, in this way? I, do, I mean, there has to be some. There has to be some. I don't know. But what, what I was mostly inspired by were uh, um, like the British Invasion songs that are about singular people. And, and I so badly want there to be an al- wanted there to be an album where all these songs connect together, like these, um, these mid-60s Kinks songs or Rolling Stones songs or the Who songs where... Um, you know, it's about yeah. a singular person. It usually repeats their name a lot. And um, Mary Ann with a shaky hand. That oh, kind right, of thing. right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or I love um, David Watts by the Kinks. Or I love um, Two Sisters by the Kinks. Um, yeah. But that, that era, that era. And the Beatles have some as well. Um, and then, but, but by the time all those bands were making big, big uh, concept story albums, they had moved their sound beyond that. And it became like almost an arena rock thing. And so, um, yeah, that is, that is a big inspiration for me. And, and that was an inspiration for Classic Creeps. And this one was trying to take that and, and do it a little bit better. And I think, yeah, we succeeded.
So, uh, talking about your your previous records, uh, right. you've, you've 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 got uh, the the commutes one we mentioned. Uh, right. That you've you, what's the, you wrote one about an elephant and Thomas right. Edison, right? Right. That was um, 2014. That's the last big official album before Art Guards, and that is one long narrative. Thomas Edison uh, kills an elephant, did he? Right. Ah. It's kind of like it's kind of like my my dark uh, Pixar album, <laughs> my, my dark Pixar movie that no one will make because it's too dark. So so what happened is actually in 1903, Thomas Edison electrocuted this elephant um, to prove that uh, alternating current was dangerous because he owned the patent to direct current. So it was basically a scare tactic. Um, uh-huh. and, and, and he, so he electrocutes this elephant and it's on, it's one of the first movies ever made and it's on YouTube and I saw it on YouTube and I thought of the phrase, an elephant never forgets. And I was like, oh, of course this elephant comes back as a ghost and, and gets revenge on Thomas Edison. So I wrote the first song on that album and then decided to, to turn it into an album. And it ultimately becomes this kind of, uh, story about, forgiveness and uh, you know i realized i don't like revenge at all yeah <laughs> and, and yeah it's this whole thing it's this whole uh, ghost elephant story it's yeah it's like a dark pixar album with with music uh-huh and you and you, you you mentioned buddy holly before you've also got an album called albatross right, right? tell us about yeah, the, Al- the backstory for that yeah albatross was the first rock opera that we had ever done and that was in 2007 and um I don't, I don't even remember the inspiration for this. I think it was, again, back to, like, what if The Who had written tighter songs instead of writing Tommy, which is just, which I don't have no idea what half of it is about, um, even though I've seen the movie. Uh, yeah, so it was like, yeah, what if The Who, who uh, mid-60s Who, had written a really tight rock opera? And, um, yeah, it's about the ghost of Buddy Holly going on tour with the band, and they go on a tour slash crime spree, and they they have these big ambitious uh, this and notion that they need to play every single city in Texas and try and save the city, and ultimately they get caught and fail, and um, yeah, it's this this whole nice nice little concept thing.
It's so easy to fall in love. It's so easy to fall in love. So, according to Google, you, um, Denton is about the same size in population as the as the city that I'm nearest to now, which is called Chester, which is on the okay. border of England and Wales. Uh, okay. You alluded to this already, but Chester doesn't have much of a music scene. It's got maybe two or three venues that have live music, and they don't have live music every night by any means. I can only think of one uh, current band who are from Chester, uh, and they're they're awesome, by the way. You should check them out. They're, they're called uh, Penis, but not not. <laughs> they're, they're, I'll spell it. Oh, I've seen I'll their sp- name. I've seen their name. P e a n e s s. Right. The quality played, of being like uh, a P. Yeah. I've played Cardiff, and I've played. Um, uh, oh, why can't I remember that? One town past Cardiff, Newport. Oh, right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And uh, th- those are my brief um, Wales trips yeah over from london yeah uh so how does denton's music scene compare to what i've just described in chester it's actually really really great um it's because denton is at the top of um a triangle between dallas and fort worth which are both pretty big cities and then there's just suburban sprawl all in between and so when i was uh growing up in the suburbs um, we would come to Denton for shows, and Denton was just known for all these local bands. And so um, not only is there a really big jazz university, but um, it's just a well-known music, a jazz program at the University of North Texas, which is in Denton. But the city is just known for its music scene. So people will move here to study whatever at the two universities and just uh, get in the music scene. And... Um, and it's always good, and there's always people um, coming up with new bands and uh, figuring it out, and yeah, great. it's always great. Great. Uh, we played. I know we uh, another band from Denton called uh, New Science Projects. Yes, we, we played. Uh, that we've played them on our podcast a couple of times. They featured in our Best of 2013 podcast. I can't remember the name of the song, but I remember it had the chorus just kind of want um, be the best, the best of all the arseholes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, New Science Projects. Uh, one of our ex-bass players played drums for New Science Projects. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, uh, and they l- live down the street. <laughs> I also read on the internet that uh, Jason Lee from My Name Is Earl and Mole Rats and that kind of stuff that he was from yeah. Denton, but then I found out that he's not. He's think- not from Denton. He moved here about a year ago, and uh, he. I read somewhere that he's moving away soon. Ah, okay. Um, but he opened he opened a restaurant, and maybe a few other businesses. Um, yeah. Yeah, and he also lives just right out, right down the street in the country, and you see him driving around, taking photos. Cool. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay, I've got a, a few more questions for you. Uh, these are we, we we're getting towards the questions. We, we whenever we interview anyone, we have a few set questions that we always ask. So. Uh, I'm just okay. going to go for these. Some of them are rather silly. Okay. Uh, could you choose a song? This is a tricky question, this. Could you choose a song that would soundtrack your life at aged five and age 10, aged 15, age 20, etc.? Oh, wow. Just off the top of my head. Yeah. Does it have to be something I was listening to at five? Not, not necessarily. Just something that, uh, I don't know. Whatever okay. You think. Okay. So five. So five. Um, 
uh, I was really, uh, let's see, I watched a lot of Sesame Street. Uh-huh. Right. Yep. So, le- so let's choose the song uh, Captain Vegetable okay. from Sesame Street. Cool. Which is about a, uh, uh, a dude um, turning a candy into vegetables. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look it up. Yep. Look okay. it up. Age um, 10. Okay, so 10. Well, I was in uh, fourth grade. And I I got a copy of Weezer's Blue Album mm-hmm. uh, from my brother, and still one of my all time favorite albums. Yeah. So let's choose. Um, let's choose. Uh, let's choose the first song. My name is Jonas from from the Weezer Blue Album. Okay. And so fifteen. 15. Um. What was I listening to? So 15, I started, uh, see, I was in high school. Wait, 15 is one of the numbers, right? Yeah. Okay, so 15, I was in high school, and it was, I was still listening to Weezer's Blue Album. (laughs) (laughs) You could have another track off that if you want. Uh, Let's see, I I got really into, um, um, like, like the Elephant Six Collective and Neutral Milk Hotel. Um, and, uh, and, uh, what else was, I was really into pavement. Uh, yep. I was really into Beck at 15. Okay. You don't Um, have to choose one song. You can just, uh, you you just paint a picture. Yeah, let's, let's say that. Paint a picture. That's what I was into. 20? 20. Uh, so 20, I got deep into, um, um, uh, British Invasion, 60s music. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, yeah, let's choose uh, the Who song, um, uh, So Sad About Us by the Who. Okay, great. Uh, 25? So 25, um, I had just gotten married and was working on writing classic creeps and... What was I really into? Um, yeah, I was still into 60s music. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I already used, I already played my Who card, so let's um, let's and I already played the Kinks card earlier in in the uh, show, so I will play the uh, Zombies card. And we'll choose Friends of Mine by the Zombies from Odyssey and Oracle. Okay. And have you reached 30 yet? Uh, yes, I have reached 30. Okay. So 30 was... Oh, this is so hard to do this quickly. Um, 30... What was, I, what was I even doing when I was 30? Um, th- what year was I born? I was born in... 1983, so 30 would be 2013. I was working a weird job uh, editing rodeo footage. uh, And um, I don't know. Let's choose. uh, You know, by 30, you're still listening to all the music you were listening to when you were young, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Uh, I told you that was that, that's that's easily the hardest question I'm going to ask you. 
let's okay. let's let what let's let's choose um let's choose like uh uh I don't know I don't know that's okay I don't let's let's go on to the uh, something less uh, controversial uh, okay you, you uh, this is the our breakfast question so you have to imagine okay. you're in a, a cafe or um okay. a, a diner okay. uh, sure and you're you're ordering breakfast you already have okay. toast and you already okay. have your choice of tea or coffee and okay. then you're allowed four more items what do you choose okay okay so i would choose i mean i got to have an egg uh-huh right what kind and of then egg? i would choose wait do, so you said i already have coffee yeah is that what you said yeah, okay and okay toast. so I'll, I'll, okay so i'll go i'll go eggs mhm uh potatoes um that's all I. That's all I really. Oh no, no no! I'll put cheese on top of the eggs. That'll count as one of my items. Okay. And then I'll, and then um, and then um, yeah. I'll, that's just that's have, all I really need. You could just I'll have put more Tabasco, eggs. Tabasco on top of my eggs. Or you yeah. could just have egg, two lots of eggs if you like, or two yeah, lots yeah, of potatoes. Eggs, just okay. eggs and potatoes. How are you having Maybe those some, eggs? Um, I usually. Uh, I for a long time I was an over hard guy, but now I'm an over easy guy. Okay. I've come around to the runny yolk. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, now, uh, last question for you then. Um, now, I'm guessing um, th this is about cricket, uh, okay. the English sport of cricket, which is sure. divide. There's, there's, uh, of the three wizards that do this podcast, it, it, it's a very divisive subject. But um, I'll just show you. Um, you, you sent me this with the, uh, with the album, <laughs> uh, uh, which right. is uh, a guy called... Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan. He, he looks like he's a. I don't know. He's playing baseball, but obviously. No, no. He, Nolan Ryan is a very famous Texas pitcher, uh -huh. who, who like our pitcher in the song X pitcher broke the no hitter record. I think he threw seven no hitters, which means that um, for every pitch, no no one hit a single pitch for an entire game. Okay. And so that card actually. They every single card in that series is Nolan Ryan. He's okay. so popular. So Only did, Nolan Ryan. <laughs> so did did everybody who got bought the album got Nolan Ryan, or did they get different uh, cards? No, I have a collection of uh, trading cards from when I was a kid sitting in these drawers at my parents' house, and I just grab some every time I go and visit them, and then I I throw them in to packages. Uh -huh. Um, and, and when I have time, I will, I will sign them as the person. I, I don't think I had time to, to sign it. Um, but then sometimes there's just rant, there's like Batman trading cards or like, uh, you know, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure trading cards. And I will sign it as the character and say, Hey, have a great summer. Sign <laughs> Batman. <laughs> okay. It says at the bottom <laughs> of this, by the way, it's, I've no idea. I'm, I'm from England, so I don't know what, what much about baseball. <laughs> But it says on here at the bottom, tensions of a pennant race, which sounds to me like a, a lost triple concept album by Emerson, <laughs> Lake and Palmer or something like that. What's fu uh, what's funny is I made a trip to London and played played that song X Pitcher in London. And I was like, hey, you guys know know what the what baseball is. You know, the way everyone's like, uh, no, we don't have that here. No, I was not like, really. it's universal, right? Well, one of my one of my uh, one of the other wizards, he he follows a team called the Cincinnati Reds, uh, okay, and he likes them because uh, he's a massive fan of Guided by Voices, who are right from 
Ohio. From, Ac- from right. Dayton, Ohio, I think. Oh, Dayton, and, that's right. Uh, Dayton. So he likes Cincinnati Reds. In fact, the the podcast is called Trust the Wizards, named after a uh, Guided by Voices lyric. Um, okay. So what, I don't have a baseball team that I support. So what would be the hipster choice? What 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 team should I be following these days? Well, for the longest time, uh, I mean, I, I should preface this by saying I'm not a baseball fan at all. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I like going to baseball games and eating junk food that they serve at baseball games and, and uh, you know, enjoying the weather. But uh, yeah, I don't particularly follow anyone. And, I, and, and there, there is a uh, there, what inspired that song, X Pitcher, was that there is a movement among um, diehard baseball fans to stop the wave. They, they think that it is the worst thing to ever happen, that it distracts the team, takes away from the game. And um, the Texas Rangers uh, announcer uh, makes up weird uh, facts about negative facts about the wave, apparently. Um, again, this is secondhand. Yeah. Um, but I would, yes, I would say definitely the Texas Rangers. Follow, te- follow the Texas Rangers because you have the okay. Nolan Ryan car. Okay. That's, yeah. that's his team, is it? Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Right. So we got a bit sidetracked there. But originally, the question is uh, so cricket, <laughs> uh, the sport of yeah. cricket, is it any good or is it a load of bollocks? Which means it's crap. Oh, yeah. I would say a load of bollocks for sure. Yeah. Good. <laughs> that's the right answer as far as I'm concerned. The other two wizards would disagree, <laughs> but that's the right answer. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we're going to finish up now. So, just uh, a, what what do you have anything coming up next? Are you working on a next project? Uh, yeah, we. Well, I'm I'm working on raising my daughter. Yes, <laughs> right well, now. Do, do you want to mention? I know you have the uh, the right. canvas art, things that the, you're doing. The art the series. I'm doing. I'm 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 right. I'm doing a painting every single day in. Uh, most of 2017 and and some of 2016 uh where i i paste or i'm sorry i paint a three by five watercolor of a different character and then i write a backstory and post it every single day and i'm putting those up on the site and selling them with copies of the album and uh yeah it's just a fun like exercise to keep my mind going um when i'm Super tired from rocking a baby and <laughs> taking care you, of, you, of, yeah. But you don't you don't do the painting as you're driving. No, I don't. Okay. No, I do that while I'm watching TV. Okay. At home. Okay, and then uh, thanks very much for talking to us. Uh, last yeah, thing, then, um, where can uh, where can our listeners go to uh, buy your music and to find out more about you? Um, YoFishBoy.com is the website. Um, you can Google Fishboy and find our Facebook and our Twitter. Uh, it's Yo Fishboy on both of those. And the best place to buy stuff is off Bandcamp or off our web store. Okay. And you can strip it all there. Okay. Well, thanks very much, Eric. Thanks very much. Thank you.